What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Starstock. You've heard me talk about them in the past, and now the website has been launched for a few weeks, and it looks really, really great. One of the best parts about the site is the fact that you can just send the cards in and you don't have to worry about making any listings or taking any pictures. You just send the cards in and they basically do all the work for you, which is really awesome. Another great part about the company is actually their website. So I'm somebody that uses the internet pretty frequently, and one of my pet peeves is when the site doesn't optimize for mobile. So Starstock's site does do this when you're on mobile versus desktop, and it's super easy to navigate. Now you can go to the website and register as a seller right from the site. You don't have to do any contact. And soon I've heard they're going to be getting some graded cards up on the website as well. So you can go to starstock.com to check out that. And then you can also go follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Starstock Market. Now let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I've been thinking about college products a little bit. And it's it's sort of a combination of college products and pro products. And I'm wondering, like, at what point is, like, enough enough? And it's it's more of, like, a general kind of thought that I have. And it sort of goes back to the junk wax era type concept that I've sort of alluded to on other episodes. Like, I just don't know, like, because... I think college, like Obsidian is coming out for college, and it seems like every year we keep getting more and more of these, and it's, uh, I mean, it's mostly with basketball, um, basketball and football for Panini, and, you know, I guess you could say it's also in there for, like, minor league products for baseball, and from a, I'm wondering if they were to not, if they were to come out with either less of those products or none, could they use their time, Panini Tops, could they use their time to make either a, make a, a better product or make the products that they have better? Um, and, I'm, and it's almost like I understand that Panini and Tops want to make money with these products, but in my, in my mind... I'm thinking if they were to just come out with less products like this, there's a chance that people would buy the other products more. So, like, if they were to allocate the time and effort that went into um, these types of products, is there a way that they could try and integrate the products even? Like, is there a way they could take the college obsidian and put it into the regular obsidian and it's this is these are obviously this is obviously a topic that i i can't necessarily answer one way or the other because i i don't i think they could if they wanted to and like i said i think if they were to do something like this it would make the products a little bit more popular now i guess you kind of look at it and you say well they need products to come out before the regular pro products and with tops it's kind of the schedule is integrated like um like bowman no sorry um like tops pro debut just came out i think on friday so it's like it's integrated into the regular schedule where a lot of the college products for panini are coming out before the regular pro products so 
and that kind of it gets me into a second topic of like if they were to decide to make this kind of switch i honestly think that there's a possibility that this would then make the previous products more valuable and i guess I know it's some, it's one of those things where you look at it and you say, well, P Panini doesn't care if a product is valuable on the secondary market. Um, and I mean, I, well, they don't care from a from a from them making money perspective. And I guess it's definitely a conundrum if you look at it. Like it's definitely like a situation where where Panini and Tops look at the products that are going out on the secondary market. And they're saying, if this card is worth X on the secondary market, how can we capitalize on that? How can we capitalize on that market without, without being able to, without being able to buy the card again? I guess if that makes sense. Like, if they were to stop coming out with like college national treasures or like college flawless and stuff like that, like would that then make the regular national treasures even more valuable? Because we've seen the regular National Treasures basketball has already gone up a very significant amount, to be honest. Like, if you look at the prices of some of these National Treasures boxes, I mean, even Panini, like, first off the line National Treasures, that's another example of how Panini is sort of, they're sort of making more money from the product being, is it, I, I don't know if it's even more rare or not, like, um, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I think as, I don't know, you know, because, like, it's just the whole thing of, like, Obsidian is coming out for college football, and it just, because they also came out with Score, which is, I mean, I guess Score, Score is a good example of them using a combination of college and pro, because they have the the rookie cards within score are actually them with their college uniforms on. So maybe that's a good example of how they could integrate the products. And I think score has been around for forever. So I don't know exactly when. I guess maybe I can look. I need to look that up. Maybe see how far you need to go back to find when score started to go with college and pros within the same product. But I feel like there is, there's got to be a way that they can try to combine the products, um, but also keep them valuable at the same time. And it kind of like so my one of my points was that like Tops and Panini, they don't really care about the products once they're sold. But it almost feels like they should think about that a little bit more because the secondary market is just as important as the distribution that tops and panini have if you look at it in the large scheme of things i would say the same i'd be interested to see and i don't know how you would even really look this up i'd be interested to see what the and i guess there's no way to ever really know this to what how many boxes panini sells of something but then what the actual overall cards sell for on the secondary market i guess there's no real way to look that up um but it would be interesting i don't know if panini see because this would be that would be a total game changer for panini if they were to say there is only x amount of these boxes like if there, there's only x amount of these boxes so that means that there is only x amount of one certain card on the market i guess it would 
I don't know if that would be a good thing or a bad thing. And I I think it would be I think it would be an interesting concept. Like I think it almost could be like if Panini wanted to come out or Tops, I guess, either one, if they wanted to come out with a new product and call it like if they called it like the specific number like like a thousand boxes hypothetically. So like, hypothetically think if they called it like the thousand box product or something along those lines, I don't know exactly what the name of it would be, but I think that would be kind of cool to really actually get a gauge of like how interested people are in how many of something there is. Because like with national treasures, we are still seeing these box prices for individual boxes be pretty crazy for national for national treasures. And I mean, most of the boxes for for any product have gone up pretty significantly since their release, uh, especially basketball. I mean, baseball, not so much, but ba- basketball for sure. Football kind of, but not really. But so it should be something that's in their mind. Like, it obviously Panini knows that like the National Treasures Zion and Jaw cards are going to be running in the tens of thousands. So like, they have to think of ways to, like, not, it's not really watering down the product per se, but it's like, they need to figure out a way that they can sell X amount of boxes and still make enough money that it's like, like, at what point are they, like, losing money by not just selling these cards directly? Like, at what point, and I know it would totally change the system and this may, this would People would hate this idea completely, but at what point would a National Treasures product need to not come out of a box and you could only buy it from Panini? Or you could only buy, I guess, National Treasures again from, uh, from, for football, if you could only buy it from Panini? Like, would, like, what would that do to, what would that do to other National Treasures products? Would it increase the price? Would it decrease the price? Would it make it more of a a rare item in the eyes of the collector? Like, it's definitely... I mean, if Panini were to do that, that's just a straight-up money play. Like, there's no, there's no collection benefit for any type of collectors. And I think... I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting concept that Panini and Topps need to think of... They need to think of the market when they're coming out with their product and not just blindly keep coming out with products, if that makes sense. Like, and it it's sort of the kind of the overall point that I have here is from some of these college and minor league products, I think they need to figure out a way to either get rid of them or figure out a way to make them more popular. Because if they can figure that out, I think that would help baseball pretty significantly because the realistically, the only, I, I, I guess... Maybe not the only, but the majority of the people within baseball who are interested in prospects are only interested in prospects because of cards. Like, there's really no reason for someone to be interested in, like, a Wander Franco or, like, any of the top prospects if they're not into cards. And I think Tops needs to figure out a way to get people more engaged in either their product or the players because that's going to help the league. And Tops and MLB need to work together, especially now because they are... I don't know what they're doing. They're really screwing things up. But, I mean, basketball, maybe not as much. But I think it's still an interesting... It's still kind of an interesting concept if you think about it. Like, figuring out a way to... And that and 
because with it's and it's only really an issue with baseball. Sorry, I didn't mean to get back to this point, but it's really only an issue within baseball. So I guess it maybe is a baseball thing where they need to try and figure out how to engage these minor league products and push them a little bit more. And maybe that even is kind of disregarding the points that I've just been trying to make. But like they need to figure out a way to make them. And I, well, so actually, maybe not. Maybe if you are if you're promoting the products a little bit more. Maybe what that's going to do is if you're integrating them into the pro products, maybe that is getting people who maybe don't know about some of these prospects. Um, and maybe that's how you get to know them, I guess. Um, I mean, that's basically, that's all I've got for this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsor. Go follow them at Starstock Market on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Here's for sale. If you want to leave, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that is greatly appreciated. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.